0: This podcast is brought to you by Sport Nova Scotia and the Athlete Advisory Committee. Before we dive in, we would like to acknowledge that we're recording this podcast in Mi'kmaqi, the unceded and unsurrendered territory of the Mi'kmaq people. We are fortunate to work, play, and enjoy sport on their land and are grateful for all the contributions of all of its peoples. This includes African Nova Scotians whose histories, legacies, and contributions have enriched the part of Mi'kma'ki known as Nova Scotia for over 400 years. Welcome to the Sport Nova Scotia podcast. I'm your host Sophie Nicholson and this series highlights conversations about mental health by athletes for athletes. We sit down with experts to discuss various topics in mental health and how it relates to sport. Today, we will be talking about transitioning out of sport with Tina DeRue and Cherokee Robinson.
1: Um, so, my name is Tina DeRue. I work as a mental performance consultant with the Canadian Sport Institute Atlantic. And I primarily at this point work with provincial level athletes, um, so often high school aged, but have worked with university students and, and some younger than high school. Outside of that work, I also work as a personal trainer with the YMCA, and so for our topic of transitioning outside of sport, um, I often hear stories from people's people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond about their experiences, you know, decades later, oh, I used to play X sport, and this is what took me out of it, or when I decided to quit, and so um, I feel like I've, I've heard a lot around the topic and, and worked with people at a lot of different ages, and, and I'm happy to bring those perspectives to our conversation today.
2: Hi guys, I'm uh, Cherokee Robinson. I've been playing, uh, I've been playing football and basketball since I was probably around six years old, and I've always been in the, you know, athletic community, um, playing for like provincial teams. I played for the U17 BNS team. I played for a U18. Nova Scotia football team, U fifteen, BNS. I played a lot of sports and last year I attended Acadia. I played for their football team. And I still go to Acadia this year, but I'm kind of just taking a year off for the first time in my life and kind of just getting through that and seeing how it is. And that's honestly why I'm here. And I think this is really cool that we're doing this. So yeah.
0: Awesome. Cherokee, could I could I get you to just talk a little bit more about what drew you to this topic in particular?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, uh, coming, like, I don't know. It's like when you play sports your whole life, it's like, that's your purpose. So this year not playing sports, it's a little bit different. It's just like kind of seeing what the next step is for me. Um, and I think that's kind of why I'm here because a lot of people like with sports, when you're playing, it's a lot of, it's an ego thing too. So if you're really good at sports if people, you know, they look at you like, uh, you're Cherokee, you're that football player, you're that basketball player. Like this year people can't do that because it's like I'm not playing. So like if you come to me now and you're like, Oh, you're on the football team. No, I'm not I'm not on the football team anymore. So you gotta find something else good to look at about me. And that's kind of what it is, like just finding that new purpose. It's just like and I, I don't know if I'll ever be back in the sports. Like I, I think I might, like in some way, like coaching even maybe playing, like I might play basketball, or maybe football again. Who knows? But also with head and in, he, uh, head injuries, I probably won't. But yeah, just kind of yeah.
0: Could you yeah. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about the circumstances around around your transition out of sport and why you're not playing this year?
2: Yeah, so I've like yeah, with concussions, I've had so many like since I was since I was a young kid. Like when I was six, I think. Not six, but I think I was, like, nine maybe when I first got my first concussion. So, since a young age, like, just not even just with football, but, but like, I've gotten concussions just doing dumb stuff, like, snowboarding, like, I don't know, out with my friends. Like, not out with my friends, but, like, when I was younger, playing with my friends, like, something stupid happens, getting concussion. And, like, when you're younger, like, obviously it's a scary thing because concussions, like, I have anxiety, so concussions are really like it's a really bad effect with anxiety especially like over time as you grow and as you get more like i think i'm almost at double digits like about nine right now so it's like a scary thing when it's like you see a lot of people and i've seen a lot of statistics too like a lot of people in youth sports that are coming out of football they're getting more cte um nfl you can clearly see it like there's really good nfl players like uh, I don't know if you guys know him, but Andrew Luck, he played for Indiana, Indianapolis uh, Colts and he was very good. He was like, I think he retired. maybe he was 30 and 30s not that 30's not that old for a very good quarterback. He was like a dynasty leading quarterback and he quit just because of concussions. and that's kind of why I'm uh, like taking a step back from football and it's just uh it's it's always just so hard because like so many people tell you that you're good at like this sport and it's like you want to take care of yourself but like you also want to you also want to take care of what other people's thought of your potential could be if that makes sense so yeah. like you want to like you want to show people that like yeah I am that that guy that plays football that's really good like when you like when people always tell me like how good I am like it makes me feel like I have something to prove. And like, in the, like, I don't know in life, I feel like it's only like, it's you kind of versus you and other people's perception of you shouldn't really matter. But obviously with how life goes, sometimes that's how you feel. But yeah. Um, concussions was definitely the main reason why, like, I'm kind of backing away. And like, I feel like in the sports world, especially in football, it's such like a, high testosterone sport like everybody's always going crazy and like um when it comes to like mental health like last year moving into res and stuff like that I was just like I kind of lost myself because I never I never like um I just never was around like the party life too like especially at like first year of university I never drank before I never like did any of that stuff so getting the like getting to res and like it just being this whole new experience It kind of just like with my head, I was just like, I can't deal with this and I can't deal with this and football and I can't deal with this and football and school. Yeah, It's just like, it's a hard thing. So, and not, not a lot of people get to experience it. So, um, when people try to like judge it or not judge it, but like, like, why are you, why aren't you not playing? Why are you not playing? And it's like, if you lived it, you kind of would understand. Yeah. But- not everybody I was lucky enough to even get the experience to learn from that situation like just from you know what I mean like I'm so thankful that like I've gone through the stuff I've gone through last year and not playing this year and just I think it was it takes a lot of courage from me I I feel like and like noticing about my noticing that about myself kind of has helped me a lot
0: definitely
1: yeah I think it's a really important point, Cherokee, that you just mentioned. If you lived it, you would understand. I think more often human beings could um, embody that of, you know, so often we look at people's choices. Why did they do this? Why didn't they do that? And and for us to just remind ourselves, like, you know what, if we knew every single thing that went into this decision, we wouldn't question it. We would go, of course you would do that. (laughs) Yeah. Of course that makes sense given X, Y, and Z, but so rarely do we have all of that information even when you know someone or you think you know someone really really well you you still never have everything that went into that Mm -hmm. right and even yeah i think that's a, a really good reminder for everyone
2: yeah for sure
1: um and i also think like um you were sort of mentioning that transition out of having those concussions and and making the decision of like you know this this is not this is not how I want to treat my brain right like Mm -hmm. and that dilemma or or conflict I guess between your potential like what what could be because if you've always been known for your athletic ability and and for your your engagement in sport then you're sort of re redoing your identity right like Mm -hmm. Not starting entirely from scratch, but like, what else do you want people to walk up to you on the street for and go, ah, Cherokee, what's up? Like for, you know, what, what do you want your new reputation to be? And, and I think one thing is, um, you know, if people ask, you know, why did you stop playing or, or make that decision? It's like, yeah, I know I had potential and I'm choosing to respect my brain or respect my potential in other areas. Right. Like, Mm -hmm that I want to lean into other ways of expressing my personality and, and my gifts and talents and all of that. And exactly. and it doesn't need to be one or the other, but it's like, yeah, I, I do have potential and I'm choosing my brain and, and potential in other areas. Mm-hmm. I'm prioritizing mm-hmm. that yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. And, there, and there's a lot of other things with life. Like, I don't know, sports isn't everything. and It's definitely not going to be here forever. And like, I don't know. I feel like if I like, if I do choose like to make the decision to respect my brain, and like, cause I still don't know what the situation is gonna be like next year or five years down the road. Maybe I could be stupid and keep playing. Who knows? But either way, like, I know sports is not gonna go on forever. And it's like, I start to think about now, like when I look at the kids and stuff like that, and like younger guys in high school and junior high, and even elementary, like, how can I help them? Like, how can I help them? Like, like, I don't know, like, well, especially like coach them and like show them kind of like the way I was brought up and like how I turned out to be how I was like in terms of my skill level and stuff like that. And the things I've had to do to actually be this good. Cause I was, I was good. I'm not even tooting my own heart, but I'm saying I was good before. But, like, after I started training, that's when I really got good, and that's when I really saw, like, talent does not matter at all. Like, (laughs) at all. Like, talent does not matter one little bit. If you don't put the work in, you're never going to go anywhere. Like, and that comes to anything. So it's, like, I just kind of want to see what kind of impact I can have on kids, too, because a lot of kids, when you're young, you think that everybody's just – Oh, this guy's good. This, guy's good. but like when you get to be like 16, 17, it doesn't matter. Like it's not gonna matter, and especially when you get to be 18 and you're going in the university, it's not gonna matter how good you are, as long as you, if you wake up at 7 a.m. every morning, you have a routine and you're doing what you got to do to work hard to be good at that sport. Then nine times out of ten, coaches are gonna be like, okay, that's the guy.
0: But right. so if you're not doing
2: anything, then it doesn't doesn't matter, cause. And I've seen, like, a lot of guys, too, like, that play basketball. And, you know, they were so good in high school, so good at football in high school. And then you don't see them ever again. Like, you don't see them play ever again. And it's just because there's just a different – like, and I just – I want kids to know that very young, too. And that's what, I, like, I kind of want to have an impact on them because they don't know that yet.
1: So Yeah. <laughs> and I think an important point, like, it's <sighs> – It's tricky because it's not that talent doesn't matter, but I think it matters less and less the older you are. Right. So, like when you're six and seven, it's like, yeah, the kids who are talented, like they stand out on their team. Their coaches are sometimes giving them more time, more attention because they're like, oh my God, you're the goal scorer. You're, you're, you know you're doing everything for the team and that's really exciting for kids. And so for anyone who's listening to this, who is younger and you're like, no, 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 talent does matter. You're not wrong. Like at a certain age it does, but the older you get, the less it matters more that work ethic that like you were mentioning, the person who's up at 7am, who's got that routine, who's really committed to it. um, There, there are just so many other factors that come into play with uh, maximizing your potential. And it's not just your personal routine, but all the support systems you have around you, the finances, the, yeah, there's just, there's so much more to it when you get up to an older age bracket into a more professional space and, and talent plays less of a role
0: the older you get.
2: Uh, big time, for sure.
0: So after, after all of that being said, you're taking a break, because of concussions and because, you know, last last year was a really big learning curve. And you've always been viewed as, like, the athlete within your community and, and within the people around you. How does that affect you now that you're no longer, that you've chosen to step away from sport? And, like, how does that affect your plans going forward? What are you thinking about in the future now that you're no longer, like, in the thick of it?
2: Um, that's a good question. Um, right now it's kind of like... I don't know. This is like the first time in my life where I've ever gotten like just a break, just like a break from just like, I don't even know, like throughout my whole life, no matter if it's summer, spring, fall, winter, it's every day. Like it's every, it's every day. So now it's just like, it's obviously a little bit weird. It's kind of just like a dark, not a dark space, but like, it's just kind of like blank. Cause like I, I, I really don't like, like sports is what I live for like it's like that's what I do so it's like when you don't have another one of those things and you never did like I've never you kind of just have to sort of pick up things and like what I mean by that is like I'm I'm 19 or not I'm not 19 I'm 20 I just turned 20 but I'm 20 now so now I kind of just like I feel like for this year right now I'm just focusing on just like bettering myself just like as a person and it it sounds so cliche but like it's very true like I I don't know as you get older like you realize now you you need to start saving money you need to start working you're actually an an employee in the workspace now like um you have to start networking like I do business at Acadia so networking business wise like that's a big thing for me right now trying to just like meet as many people as possible in the business world and um because that's what I want to do I want to own a business one day and I want to you know be my own boss um but yeah right now it's kind of just it's weird it's just school and I'm just I'm just like everybody else I'm not an athlete like that right now so it's uh it's a little bit different because I've never felt like that But like I said, it's a lot of it's an ego thing, too. Like a lot of people, I don't think if like if you were playing sports your whole life, it's so hard. It's just so hard to transition out. Like it's very hard to find like a new a new thing. You know what I mean? So we'll see where it goes. And right now it's going very well. But I'm still yeah, that question. I'm still kind of like. maneuvering through right now so it's kind of like hard you know what i mean
1: yeah i imagine i imagine every week if we asked you that same question or every month you'd have a slightly different answer just because it does evolve right like our ideas about what this means and and where we're going with it is going to shift based on who you're meeting what you're doing whether you're in a good Mm -hmm. mood or a bad mood you had a good sleep or a bad sleep last night or you know you're well fed or not or like (laughs) all of those things are Mm going to influence was this the right decision or not? Or where am I going next? Um, so I think it's important to recognize whatever you just said, it, it could change next week. Right. Like, and that's okay. Yeah, like, hey, yeah. And that's to be expected. Right.
2: Yeah. It just, it, it, it goes up and down all the time. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have those days. Like personally, I always have those days where I'm just like, I'm watching like Acadia. Cause I still, I still interact with like my coaches, my, like my friends, like, my teammates all they all know like what's going on especially in like my reasoning and stuff like that because i've just explained it so many times to like close people not not everybody but just like close people and like my coach coach cummins like the acadia head uh football coach like i still talk to him all the time so like i still keep a great relationship with everyone um in the sports community and stuff like that, which I'm super thankful for because a lot of people that have, I mean, a lot of people just go off the map. You know what I mean? So like when people quit sports and that's never a good thing to do. I I, I feel like, because like sports, even like, even as a kid, like it has such an impact on you, like with people you meet, like you, you meet so many people throughout sports. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my, uh, my coach was like last year, like 20 years down the road, like, you guys are going to be able to have business connections with these teammates. Like you guys are brothers, like five years, like these guys, they're going to be your best friends and you're not even going to know it until after, like until you leave. So yeah, you meet so many people with sports too. So I like to stay around, you know what I mean?
0: Before we started recording, um, we were talking about being an athlete and what that, what that means and what that definition is. And Cherokee, you mentioned it earlier and you said you're, you're not an athlete anymore because you're not on the sports team, but what does that actually mean to be considered an athlete when you consider yourself an athlete? Do we have like a definition for that? Yeah, I mean, I don't have Google pulled up in front of me. Uh,
1: <laughs> but honestly, I think you could ask so many people and they would each give you a slightly different definition. And, and that's sort of the issue, right? It's like, well, how does mm-hmm. Cherokee I, like define being an athlete and why does he consider that he's not? And I think, or like anyone who's listening to this, who, you know, early on, you'd mentioned Cherokee, like, oh, I, you know, I might not be participating in sports. And in my head, I sort of added in this capacity or in the way that I'm accustomed to, right? Where it's like, there's recreational leagues, there's other ways that people can engage in sport. And I think if you've been in a high performance program or you've been in um, something where you're really pushing yourself and that is the the flavor of sport that you're most familiar with then it it's like well if i can't do that then i'm not an athlete or if i can't do it in that way then i'm then i'm not playing sport and mm-hmm. and there's just every level of sport every type of like there's so many other ways that you can still participate and be involved in that community and and you're doing it right now right you're staying in touch with your teammates and And I'd be really curious to hear about how you're staying active this year like it's so different when you when you have to be up for a team workout and you have to do like you're expected to do a certain type of workout at a certain speed and and a certain number of reps and and build up to a certain weight versus when you don't have that program in front of you and it's not you don't have to because there's no test of that fitness in three days or five weeks or whatever it is so Um, I find for some university athletes, that's a really hard part of that transition is they haven't had to think about their workouts in the other than just like, I need to show up and I need to be there. And then they sort of absorb the energy of their teammates and, and get it done. And then working Mm -hmm. out on their own after is like, now I have to think about what am I training for? What am I training, like working on? How do I push myself? How do I measure progress? That's not, did we win or lose? Um, And those are all new skills that that university athletes or or people who are having their workouts sort of designed by a coach or a strength and conditioning coach um, that they have to grapple with and and learn and yeah learn to deal with and and tackle in the weight room or in the gym or wherever wherever they're being active right
2: yeah I I like how you make that point too because yeah that's a huge thing like like a very big thing. I'd say that's one of the biggest things because I don't like as an athlete, especially when you're pushed by your coaches, like it's a lot easier to not want to let people down. But when it comes to yourself, I don't know why, but everybody thinks that they can let themselves down when it comes to like, you know what I mean? Like workouts and stuff like that. Like if you say that you're going to go to a workout at 7am and you tell yourself that first, when your coach tells you that, like, you're obviously gonna want to go more when your coach tells you that and yeah. says you have to be there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean. So it's like, I never understood why people were like that until this year. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, makes kind of it makes sense because I can't lie. Like, when I first got out of football, like there was at least like a month, two months span, I did not work out. I yeah. was just yeah. like, I was so like last year, like yeah. I was just like. I can't, like, this is when I was in res, too. So, like, I left res just because I was just, like, it was so hard last year because I left sports, and I was just, like, damn, like, like you know what I mean? I was just, like, ah, oh, like, this is, this is not good. So I went home, and I didn't work out for, like, two months, and then I was, like, so sad all the time, so down. Like, even my mom noticed it, and uh, which – would be expected for someone leaving sports like that played their whole life. And that like, you know what I mean? Like it was just kind of a dark place and it was like two months I didn't work out. And then I'd say probably like just about when it was about to start summer, I was just like, I woke up one day and I was like, I was looking through my room at like football pictures and stuff like that and like trophies and stuff and medals looked like a scene out of a movie. And, um, I was like, I got to get back out there, like doing something. Like I got to start playing something or, or anything, but I need to be an athlete. I need to be somewhere in the sports world. So I called my coach. I called coach Cummins of Acadia. And I was like, um, coach, I want to train with you guys. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can play. Um, I'm still just working things out, but I, I want to train with you guys. Like, I. I don't want to, you know, I just don't want to leave like that. And um, I was also on scholarship too, which was which was a big part about Acadia. Like I was super thankful that I was on scholarship. So and Cummins, like he really, I think he really saw me for who I was. And like that's what one thing that I'm thankful about uh, my Acadia coach because he just he saw me for who I was, and he kind of was just like, yeah, like come go ahead, like train, come come train with us. And I was like, wow, like, thank you. And I didn't end up training this year with them. But, like, even now, like, I'm having lunch with him this Tuesday. Like, so, I don't know. I'm happy. And with the workout stuff, yeah, I work out, like, so much now, like, compared to when I first got out just because I was so much more, like, in a darker place with it. But just because, like, it was the first time it happened, I've kind of had the chance to – move forward from it a little bit since the start of it but um yeah it's hard for athletes to keep up with the workouts for sure
1: I wonder if you could expand on so now you're doing so you had initially asked your coaches if you could work out with the team and and it sounds like you're doing your workouts on your own not with the team right
2: yeah yeah I I just ended up doing it by myself yeah, yeah
1: yeah could you share with the listeners like what what's motivating you now? And I'm sure there's more than one thing. It's not just like, Oh, this is the only thing that's, that's getting me into the gym. But what are some of the things that are, um, either getting you into the gym. And then once you're in the gym, what's, what's behind your, you choosing certain exercises or, um, pushing yourself or not pushing yourself.
2: Um, I think for me, it's just about proving it to myself. Like, like I said, it sounds cliche, but it is about proving it to myself. And there's a lot of people that, you know, there's a lot of people that look up to me, like younger kids. And there's a lot of people that look down to me that are like, bro, look at yourself. Like you gotta, you gotta pick it up. And it's motivation too. And it's like, there's just so many people that have always told me, like, not always, but since after, like, live, like do things to your potential. Like, you're a great athlete, like, I've just heard a lot of things, and I'm just like, how am I going to let people down, like, Mm
1: -hmm. I know,
2: I know that, like, you're not supposed to, like, it shouldn't be about other people, but when it comes to people that believe in you, like, yeah, it should be about them, because they believe in you, like, and you're lucky if you even get one person that believes in you, you know what I mean, so, um, that's kind of why I just, like that's kind of why I got my head out of the gutter. Like I was just like, pick it up, Cherokee. Like time to, time to, um, time to, yeah, just start working out and getting back to the athletic type workouts too. Like because I was doing that with a trainer and just learning from him. Like I started doing that by myself, so that it kind of helps. But it's a lot harder like to push myself to where he pushes me in the workouts.
1: Always, but like I, I
2: do it. <laughs> Yeah, like it, it's not gonna be the same, but like, yeah, I do it. So as long as I'm doing it, but yeah, when it comes to that, yeah, it's just about proving it to to the people that believe in me, mm-hmm. and I'm so thankful that I have like like my mom. Like, I have friends that believe in me, like coaches, even people I don't even know that like have watched me last year play for Acadia. And who's this kid? Like, blah like he's really good. And it's just about proving it to them, like, yeah, you know. I, So, yeah,
1: it might be useful for people listening. And there's um, there's lots of different theories of motivation. And and just to touch on some of the things that you had mentioned, I think a a really easy way to think about it is like three different types. So internal motivation of of doing something because you genuinely want to and you like it and you enjoy it. And whether people knew if you were doing it or not, like you would you would do this (laughs) because you just enjoy it. And then. Um, sort of the opposite of that, that external motivation of you would never choose to do this thing if you didn't have to, whether it was the pay involved or the reputation or the whatever, that if that um, external force was removed, you're like, no, I'm not doing this. Um, and yeah. then I think there's another type that people sort of either haven't heard about or, or don't really think about and it's achievement motivation and it's the motivation just to make progress of yeah. I may or may not like the activity that I'm doing, like the pushups or the, you know, whatever it is but I enjoy knowing that I did one more than I did last time, or I enjoy knowing that my form is a little bit smoother today, or, um, sort of that element of making a little bit of progress each time, whether you like the activity itself or not. And Mm -hmm. so even you're going to notice your motivations are going to change over the coming months, right? Where sometimes you're in there for the coaches and and for the people in your life. And like, you don't want to, um let their expectations down and some days you're going to be in there for yourself of like I just enjoy working out. I enjoy moving my body. I enjoy the feeling of exerting myself. And some days you'll be in there just for the feeling of progress, just to know that you're a little bit better than you were last week. And that's going to yeah. shift and and for people um coaches and athletes and parents listening in, I think it's important like you don't have to be internally motivated 100% of the time. Most people aren't. Mm-hmm. Um but just to know that your motivation is going to shift it's going to move between all three of those and even sometimes within the exact same workout right and and just like you are you're you're taking steps to stay active and that's so crucial yeah. because so many athletes learn that movement makes them feel really good and when that stimulus mm-hmm. is is removed then yeah they have to they have to learn how to make that a commitment on their own. But I mean, kudos to you, you're doing it, right? And and you're going to have yeah. so many lessons ahead of you of, of the the ups and downs of getting in and doing your own workout when exactly. someone's not standing yeah. there making you do it, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I also feel like it's good to have like a balance of the types of motivations, you know what I mean? Like if you can have that internal motivation and that external motivation, um, it helps a lot because it makes you it doesn't keep you focused on one thing like i don't want to always be focused on just myself when i'm at the gym you know what i mean like i'm like i'm thinking about okay i need to work out because i need to be better for my brother i need to be better for my mother and my father and then another day i'll come back okay i need to be better for myself like, yeah. you know it's always it's always different thoughts just uh, based on how you feel every day but um yeah
0: definitely yeah we're we're gonna wrap up in a second here, but I just wanted to to thank you for your time, Cherokee, and for coming on. Tina, is there anything thank else you. that you'd like to add there at the end before we before we wrap up?
1: Uh, no, I think. Uh, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, I think that for anyone listening, um, I think it's just recognizing like the strength for Cherokee to come on and share his story and and his journey. It's unfolding, right? It's not done. He doesn't know what he's going to be doing next year and, and we don't know either. And I think if you're in that position at home and like maybe you have quit your sport and perhaps temporarily, perhaps permanently, perhaps in the capacity that you know, that's okay. Like it's okay to not have all the answers and it's okay to be in that sort of uncomfortable transition period and, and just keep questioning like, what, what drew me to this sport? What do I love about moving my body? What is it that I love about sport in general, rather than a particular sport? Um, and, and keep striving to find something that, that, um, allows you to express those things. So if you like being competitive or you like pushing yourself, or you like learning new skills, there's so many, you know, business, there's plenty of opportunities to push yourself and learn new (laughs) skills and You know whether you're into art or or literature like there's so many ways that you can express um the things that are important to you and just to be open to exploring that and allow yourself to be uncomfortable if you're in that transition period
0: Mm -hmm. yeah really well said thanks again Cherokee it's it's awesome. I'm so, so glad much. that we got you got you on here so that you could share your experience. Yeah, that's all the time we have for today. So, yeah, again, I want to thank Tina and Cherokee for being here. And so next week, Tina will be back, and we will be talking about, again, transitioning out a sport with Jeremy and his experience. And I just want to thank everybody for listening.